Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. The mountains of western Maryland are a scenic wonder, a source of pride, and a great place to live or visit. They're also where people have seen a number of ghosts. For example, sometime before the Revolution, an Indian chief with the odd name of Twenty Bones was buried near Linesboro with his musket, copper beads, and pots of food. Locals thought the grave was cursed, but a drifter who heard the story in a tavern thought that was nonsense. One night, someone saw him go out with a pick and shovel. When he didn't return, the townspeople went out to look for him, and naturally they started with the chief's burial mound. It had been opened, but the chief was still there. So were his musket and copper beads. But the pots of food were open too, and from the pots, droplets of what looked like blood formed a trail that led into the forest. No one ever saw that drifter again. The old Westminster jail had a ghost, that of Big Tom Parks, a giant of a man from Tennessee. When he was arrested in 1846 for blasphemy or striking a woman, no one knows which, it took two deputies to bring Big Tom in, with a sheriff holding a pistol against his head. Tom drew a long sentence, and rather than serve it, he committed suicide with his own knife on Christmas night. The town coroner happened to be William Zollicoffer, the famous author of a medical textbook then in wide use, and a member of the Union Mills Scientific, Literary, and Philosophical Society. Phrenology was all the rage in 1846, and Zollicoffer got permission to remove Big Tom's head so he could examine its bumps for clues to the criminal personality. No one knows what he found, but for years afterward, the ghost of poor Tom Parks spent nights roaming the jail, pathetically holding his arms out before him as though looking for his missing head. As you might expect, the Civil War greatly increased the ghost population. A pastor in Burkittsville reported hearing the sound of tramping feet on warm nights in late summer and seeing ghostly campfires in the distant meadows. Critics said the fires were only marsh gas and fireflies, but others thought they might be warming the soldiers, who died at the Battle of South Mountain in September 1862. A nearby tannery that had served as a field hospital after the battle for Crampton's Gap had to be abandoned in the early 20th century. A young couple thought it was a nice, quiet place to park, until the next morning, when they found human footprints on the hood and roof of the car. They hadn't seen or heard anything at the tannery, but the footprints wouldn't wash off. Someone suggested it might be the wounded soldiers who had died there, wanting recognition. When the local American Legion post stepped in and dedicated a monument to them, the footprints stopped. After the battle at Fox's Gap, a number of Confederate dead were dumped down the well of the Wise Farm, and a little dirt was thrown over them. One night before going to bed, old man Wise was standing in his doorway when a dark figure beckoned to him from the well. Trembling, Wise asked what it wanted. The specter replied, I'm Jim Tubbs, and I'm buried in a damned uncomfortable position. Turn me over, will you? The next day, Wise opened the well and turned over the topmost body. That was the last time anyone saw Jim Tubbs. Long after the war, residents and Appalachian hikers reported smelling gunpowder and hearing the clash of sabers in the night. Smoke appeared where there was no fire and coalesced into long lines of pale figures. Near Washington Monument, a Union soldier deserted just before the fight at Antietam and went to live with his girlfriend in Zittlestown. A year later, he and the girl both disappeared. The people of Zittlestown figured the men he had deserted had come back, killed them both, and buried them near the monument. For years, each September, those living or camping near the monument claimed they could hear the sounds of battle in the night. They also heard the girl cry and moan. And in the morning, the grass around the monument was always trampled flat. 
These and many more stories can be found in a delightful little book, Tales of Mountain Maryland by Paula M. Strain. Ask for it at your favorite bookstore. And the next time you visit the mountains, you'll know what it is you hear or see in the dark.